0: from the field to the film room to the war room we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on bgn radio what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the bgn draft show i am your host shane half you can follow me on twitter at half and half underscore tpl i'm joined tonight as always by my co-host first of all we've got mark henry jr give him a follow on twitter at mark henry jr underscore mark how are you doing this evening I'm doing
1: well. Big week, uh, opening day for baseball, WrestleMania weekend for my wrestling fans out there, uh, the final four. But you know, it's just one week closer to draft season, right here on uh, on this pod. It is, and so you guys
0: heard Mark rattle that stuff off. So when our ranking, our rankings disagree here, just know I'm fully dedicated to football <laughs> and the draft and your football well being. And Mark is cheating on football with so many other things. That's not even 100%. funny. 100%. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Dives. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Dives, how are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing well, man. We're breaking down tonight. Uh, an excellent position here, tight end. Uh, we're ranking te- uh, eight tight ends tonight. Seven, I think, could go possibly within rounds one through three. That's how deep this is. Really, really strong group.
0: Yeah, this is a very good tight end draft. I gave three first round tight end grades, which is kind of crazy. It it speaks a little bit to the general downness of this draft, but also it's a really good tight end class. And so we're going to dive into it uh, and talk about all the guys. And uh, I think we we don't really talk a ton about these guys beforehand, but we know we got a big disagreement at number one. Our top three are generally the same, though. uh, And then we start to diverge a little bit. So let's dive into it. Our number one tight ends. Uh, I have Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, as my number one. He is three for both Mark and Dibes. Uh, they have Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, number one. He's my number two. Uh, so, Mark, Michael Mayer's your guy. I'm going to throw <laughs> it to you first here. Talk to me about your tight end one in this class.
1: Yeah, so I can put my bias out there so everyone knows where I'm coming from here. I am a Notre Dame fan. Uh, So, Michael Mayer, I've definitely watched more of live games-wise than any other prospect we'll talk about other than Isaiah Foskey. Um, So, he's definitely a guy I've seen a lot of, um, and he's probably my favorite Notre Dame offensive prospect of my life that's not an offensive lineman. Uh, In terms of skill positions, Notre Dame, not often it's a, a team that's churning out a lot of quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends into the draft. Well, I shouldn't say that. They churn out a lot of tight ends but not as many that has been as good at the college level as Michael Mayer. And Michael Mayer is just absolutely rock solid. 6'4 and a half, 249, 758 relative athletic score. Pretty average tests all around. A lot of that uh, in terms of w- how high that RAS is, is due to his size. His size is definitely very plus. His speed isn't going to be a weapon, but it's not going to be an, is- an issue either, in, in my opinion. He, he actually put up an identical time to TJ Hawkinson, who still went top 10 a few years back and is, I don't know, probably a top seven tight end in the NFL. There's an argument out there that people think he could lose a little bit of the Notre Dame weight room pounds that he put on. It seems like Notre Dame kind of trains their tight ends to be offensive linemen in certain ways with the the way that they are built. I mean, you can look at Tommy Tremble with the way that he's built as well. But Mayer is a former five-star prospect, three-year starter at Notre Dame, the elite program when it comes to producing tight ends, especially tight ends that help in terms of blocking. Uh, So many blocking tight ends have come from Notre Dame. Mayer was an impact player from the moment he got to Notre Dame. He outsnapped Tommy Tremble, who was uh, a 2021 draft pick. And obviously, Mayer was a freshman when, when he was outsnapping a guy who then went immediately in the NFL draft. He improved each year in almost every way 180 catches on, a, on over three years, on 255 targets, 2,100 yards, 18 receiving touchdowns. He led all tight ends in contested catches last year with 17. He wins with physicality, whether that be uh, a stiff arm with the ball, him seeking out contact, a subtle shove to get off coverage, or when he's blocking, Michael Mayer will bring the fight to you. He's probably the best blocking tight end in the country last year. Really good blocker, especially out in space. He's an incredible inline tight end prospect. He checks every box you're looking for there. In my opinion, outside of the tight end position, Michael Mayer is the safest prospect in this draft in general. He has the size, pass production, receiving ability, and blocking ability to guarantee you're getting a productive player that you will get to a second contract. He will be a top 10 to 12 tight end in the NFL, I think, pretty immediately. Uh, My NFL comp for him, I think TJ Hawkinson is the name that's going to get thrown around a lot. Um, I, I always say he's like a cross between Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. He's got the blocking things that you'd like to see with Dallas Goddard, and the and the way the ability to run someone over, but he's also got the way to find soft zones and get first downs in the way that Zach Ertz had. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I view Michael Mayer.
0: All right, dives. He's also your number one. Uh, what what did Mark leave out? What do you like so much about Mayer? Talk to me about. Uh Mark's guy, I guess. I can't even call him your guy. Talk to me about Mark's guy.
2: Pound for pound. This is a top 10 talent in the draft. No question about it. Uh what I love about Michael Mayer, like uh whether it's run blocking or pass in the passing game, he checks off so many boxes. Uh he just has a ridiculous combination of like rare size, really good hands, route running savvy, ability to create separation, a full route tree. And all of that, man, like I said, all of those check the boxes of a star at the next level, man. I think uh, from the jump too, I think this is a day one star in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I, I have him very close. He's actually, he's one spot behind Darnell Washington on on my rankings. Uh, So I have him very close. I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is how good his hands are. Like he just looks so natural catching the football and, um he does a really good job of creating space using his body. Like he does a good job shielding guys off. I I don't think he creates a lot of separation, but he does a really good job of outmaneuvering opponents and that's that's really valuable for a security blanket for a, a quarterback. My my question with him is like he has a very high floor. I'm not sure his ceiling is super high. Like I mean, I think he's he's going to be a top He's going to be a top 12 tight end, I think, in the NFL, probably by like year or two. I just don't know that he's got that wow factor that he could go be like he. I don't know that I don't look at him and think he might be the next Travis Kelsey. He might be the next George Kittle type guy. And so that's where he falls a little bit in rankings for me is tight end is not the most impactful position. And I'm not sure how high his ceiling is. So I think he's got a super easy on ramp into the NFL. A team should be expected to draft him, make him tight end one and, you know, get six, six, seven hundred yards in his rookie season. I just don't know how high he can go.
1: The way the way I kind of look at it is like, what was Zach Ertz ceiling as a tight end in the NFL? Like, what was he, the number four tight end, number three tight end in football? And that was without any blocking. So that's kind of like if Mayer is Ertz production-wise, maybe obviously I don't think he will ever get the target share Ertz got in terms of when he was having 100-plus catches. But if he has similar production to the baseline Ertz years while bringing elite-level blocking ability, I do think that's pretty elite at tight end. Is it George Kittle or Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey? Maybe not.
0: Yeah. All right. So that is Michael Mayer tight end out of Notre Dame. He's like I said, he's one for Mark and dives. He's two for me. Uh, dives my might, number one
1: dives might have him higher than I do overall. That'll be interesting to see when, when eventually we do these overall shows. Dives is really high on Mayer, I, so I, I obviously he's my guy. I'm a, I'm a, a Notre Dame fighting Irish, uh, you know, weirdo. Uh, but uh, Dives has been pumping up Mayor for months, so I I I don't want to just fully claim Mayor from Dives. I want to let him have a claim to him as well.
2: He's been a fun watch um, all season long, and I remember messaging Mark. Did you see that catch? Did you see that separation? Uh, He's been a great playmaker for the Fighting Irish man. I've I've never he's he's always been my tight end one all season long.
0: All right, Uh, so my tight end one. Uh, His number three for both dives and market is Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. Uh, Darnell Washington was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. He's got a basketball background, uh, which you hear a lot with tight ends. I don't know why, but it seems like all the good tight ends played basketball. Uh, He was the second-ranked athlete in his class and 23rd-ranked player overall. Uh, He is 6'7", 264 pounds. By the way, it's 93rd percentile height, 85th percentile weight he is 98th percentile wingspan 98th percentile hand size he ran a 4.6 40 yard dash which is 79th percentile for tight ends he ran a 4.08 shuttle which is 97th percentile that was the third best shuttle at the combine among all players including defensive backs wide receivers you name it like uber athletic he's got a 9.85 relative athletic score I would have sworn that it was going to be the 10.0, but we're actually going to get to the 10.0 later in the show. Now in 2020, in 2022, he only had 28 receptions for 454 yards, 16.2 yards per reception and two touchdowns. Uh, I I just love this guy. He is a first off the bus player. He's massive. We talked about it. Like he, he strikes fear in opposing defenses and he is a tremendous blocker. Like, he displaces defensive ends in, in run blocking. Uh, he can get to the second level to linebackers. He moves across formations easily in like split zone flow. He's good in pass protection. Like I legitimately think if tight end doesn't work out for Del- Darnell Washington, that he could switch to offensive tackle. Like he, he's a very good blocker. He is hard to bring down in space. Like he's got a nice stiff arm. He'll just run you over. He'll just run by you. Like On 45 career receptions, he forced 14 missed tackles and averaged seven and a half yards after catch per reception. And also, he's just an excellent target off of play action. He does a really good job of like selling that run blocking fake and then slipping out, leaking out. So he's really good in a lot of those regards. Why he's not tied in one for these guys. He doesn't have a lot of college production. And he's not the most well-refined route runner. It's not what Georgia asked him to do a lot. Uh, when he does run routes, he doesn't generate a lot of separation against man coverage. Like He's more of a mismatch generator, which at 6'7", 264 pounds, you can generate some mismatches. But he's more of a mismatch generator than a route runner. So uh, I have him as a scheme fit, as a Y tight end. The tight ends that line up in line, you want to use him in blocking a lot. Uh, You want to work on the route running aspects of his game, but I just think he brings so much to the table as a blocker and the athleticism. He's got the things you can't coach. You can coach up the route running. So that's why I love Darnell Washington. I think his potential is sky high. Uh, He is my tight end one. So you guys think it's crazy, by the way, been giving me crap ever since I sent you this graphic about me having him above mayor. Talk to me about Darnell Washington. Why am I crazy?
1: Yeah, I mean, Michael Mayer had more production in each of his seasons than Washington <laughs> had in his career in college. But, no, I, I get that. That's but how not... many rings do they have? No, that's, <laughs> fair. that's, <laughs> fair. that's <laughs> fair. That's definitely fair. Um, no, Dar- Washington, uh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Darnell Washington is uh, one of the widest range of outcomes, probably prospect um, in, in the entire NFL draft. Uh, I think you could squint and you could convince yourself that he's a supersized George Kittle. And then you could also squint and be like, he's OJ Howard because this is the exact same argument people made for OJ Howard when OJ Howard didn't have a lot of, didn't have a lot of um, you know production to point to. He had the one big play in the national championship that everyone will remember with him that pushed him off the board. And I fell for OJ Howard. And I think that there is a lot of similarities here where, where you're gambling entirely on traits and, and you know, and physical profile and that's not a bad gamble to make. It's just, when you're talking about making that as the, as the tight end one or in the top 20 of the draft is when I start to, is when I start to have problems with it. I think he's a bad route runner. I, I, I know that he wasn't asked to do it a lot, but he just, he, I, you said it like he, he creates no separation. Uh, it's it, I think it's just going to be, he's like Mo Alley Cox to me in some ways, like he, he can catch it on top of your head. Like if, if that's the game plan, then I, I, then that's a good game plan a lot. Cause he'll probably be able to do that to most people. Cause most safeties are not, six, three. Like it's like most people that are going to be guarding him are, are not going to be tall enough to deal with him. But if he has no separation, it just gives you such a short wa- window of how he can get the ball. He's just clunky and lumbering, moving down the field. And it's like mayor ran a four, six, nine and he, and Washington ran a four, six, four. So I get that like Washington's way more athletic and all, all that stuff. But if the issue with mayor, mayor's upside is speed-based, then it's like Washington's barely faster. So that's kind of my where I go with the Washington versus Mayer thing. All right. Dibes, anything you want to add on to that?
2: No, I think you nailed it, Shane. Like He projects as an elite red zone threat. He's going to be a short-range outlet from day one. Once he's in open space, the dude's a bulldozer, man. Like Do not get in, the, in front of that guy because he will just destroy you uh, in open space. I think he's a really good fit for any team that runs a heavy dose of 12 personnel values multi face tight ends but you nailed it on the limitations man listen i'm someone who loves the hype machine more than anybody the senior bowl the combine people were going nuts when he one handed that ball without pads on the sideline i get it the cut the the 40 the, the cone drills all that darnell washington looks amazing i think he has upside of a star at the next level however i also think he has, you know, has a, a a universe where he might not even be a tight end one in the NFL, but that's my take on Darnell Washington.
0: At at night, I have dreams about Darnell Washington and <laughs> Dallas Goddard lining up next to each other in nub sets, and the Eagles the Eagles running outside zone behind Lane Johnson, Dallas Goddard, and Darnell
1: Washington, and they're the best of dreams. They really you, are. You know the meme where it's like. Um, can we get McDonald's? We have McDonald's at home. Uh, I'm going to say, can we get Donald Washington in the first round? We have Zach Coots in the fourth round. (laughs) That's We'll
2: we'll, we'll get there. there.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's not skip too far ahead. Let's go to (laughs) round out our top three here. Uh, Mark and dives have Dalton Kincaid at, at number two, tight end out of Utah. I have Dalton Kincaid at number three. And by the way, I might add, Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer are one spot apart for me. Then there's like two guys, and then I have Dalton Kincaid. So these three guys are in like a five spot range at the end of the first round for me. But Dives, I'll let you lead us off on Dalton Kincaid. Tell us what you like about him.
2: Really fun prospect. Uh, blends like receiver esque route running ability at six foot four, 240 pounds. Has above average size, uh, impressive overall wingspan. But this is a guy. Uh, As a receiver, gets open easily, stresses defensive backs downfield, elevates, extends for catches, uh, has amazing body control and authority. Uh, He's straight up awesome, man, as a receiver. And uh, I think teams in the NFL will be able to kind of use him anywhere out wide in the slot as an endline tight end. uh, I think he's going to be just like Darnell Washington, a massive weapon in the red zone, as well as a third down threat. Uh, this is a guy that can turn a five yard reception into a 15 to 20 yard gain with very little difficulty. He's got really good vision. He's elusive. He's slippery in the open field. He gives me some Travis Kelsey vibes as a receiver, but you know, let's flip it. he You cannot ignore his run blocking, which is a major question mark uh, at this given moment. Uh, he's just an average blocker. I think uh, he's not going to be a guy that you can rely on at least from day one uh he struggles to anchor he's got a light build he needs to add strength in the nfl i've got a rounds one through two grade on dalton kincaid uh the flashes and the upside of this guy are terrific though love this guy
0: all right mark what do you want to add to that
1: i'll i'll add on to what dive said as a blocker i don't think you're using him as a blocker in the nfl like i i think he's bad like i i don't think I, I think he's a receiver basically like you're using him as Mike Kosicki. you're using him you know if you're being optimistic as Travis Kelsey I know that there are people who see that like Daniel Jeremiah had Kincaid like top 10 overall um I, I know the ringer has Kincaid like 14th overall um and the comp is I want to say it but you you know what I'm thinking which is Travis Kelsey basically is what what they're insinuating there I, I don't I think that's a little. I think it's a little overboard uh, and, you know, maybe me saying that you shouldn't compare someone to the greatest tight end of all time is, isn't a hot take, but I, I do understand the reasons why, like you watch him, and it's like, yeah, I get it. Like I, I get why you'd make that comparison. Um, He's a natural playmaker. He's a savvy route runner. He finds soft spots and zones. Those are all the things you're looking for when you're looking for a Travis Kelsey, like guy, Um, he's an easy mover can cut on a dime, tallied 16 and miss, missed tackles forced last year which was third in the country at tight end. Um, Yeah. It's just the issue comes into whether or not how you want to use him in your offense and how high of an upside you think he has as an athlete. And I wish he would have tested. That would have been nice to see how he would have tested at the combine Um, really short arms, by the way. Interesting little tidbit.
0: Yeah. I mean, and to a degree, he's a guy that's still learning how to play the position. He only played one year of high school football. He was a zero star prospect. Uh, he was a high school basketball standout. There's the basketball thing again, but uh, you know, he broke out this year, 70 receptions, 890 yards, eight touchdowns. And he, you guys talk about, it, he is a snappy route runner. Like He runs routes like a receiver. He's fluid in his breaks. He ran a full route tree. He looks good, uh, especially for a guy with only a few years of football under his belt. Great hands, only dropped two passes on 93 targets last year. But Yeah, it's the blocking. That's the negative on him. He lacks power. Uh, First of all, he usually isn't going to land the block, but if he does, he can't sustain it. He's just not strong enough because he's undersized. He's 25th percentile height, 20th weight, 32nd arm length. So I think this is a guy you're taking. He's going to be an F type of tight end, a slot guy. You're not going to put him in line a lot, but for what you're going to use him as as is a big slot receiver slash a tight end flexed out, he's electric with the ball in his hands. All right, that is our top three. Let's move on to number fours. Uh, for number four, uh, Mark has Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. He's number seven on my list. Whew. Disrespectfully, Dibes left him off of his top eight.
2: Whoa, well, uh, well, well, about... well, Okay, hold on. I, I, he's on my list, but we only did top eight. So just want to throw That's that true.
0: out. He's there. like nine for probably... you.
2: Isn't he? You're kidding me.
0: I think he was dives nine, but so we're going to talk Zach Koontz first, and then we'll circle back to, to mine and dives number four. So Mark, lead us off with your guy here.
1: Do I have to put my glass? What am I missing? What am I missing with this Zach Koontz guy? Are we, are we, we're putting Darnell Washington as tight end one. Zach Koontz had more production in one year than Darnell Washington had, and he graded mm-hmm. out better. I'm not. I'm obviously not saying you should go above Darnell Washington, by the way. If,
0: if you're listening at home right now, or on your phone, go to mockdraftable.com and pull up Zach Kuntz' spider chart. It's literally just a shaded circle. Like everything is like 98th percentile or better. It's insane.
1: It's it's the greatest combine performance of all time. There's been other 10.0s, but you go and look at it. It's the greatest combine performance of all time. 6'7", 255. I think he's like like a little over 6'7", actually. Like it's like, Six seven and some, and then you put on some spikes. He's up to like six eight. 10.00 relative athletic score, elite size, huge hands, long arms, elite bench, elite broad, elite vertical, <laughs> Like, which he's a former uh, high jumps and hurdles state champion. So that makes a, a lot of sense that he was able to dominate that part of the combine. And then he ran a 4.55. Five. Like, this shouldn't be <laughs> legal. Like, they should outlaw, they should study this guy, like, for science. It, it is – Unbelievable that he's able to move the way he moves at his size. Um, it's even more, it's even more exceptional that his 10 and 20 yard splits and his shuttle and his three cone times were even more elite than the 40 at 455 at his size. Like he's an absolute unicorn. Um, to me, he's the the, the Tariq Woolen of this year's draft to me, which feels weird because it's a tight end instead of a corner. You could also compare him to Jelani Woods. He had a similar rise up the board last year as a you know, a trendy relative athletic score darling. Um, but even if Kutz is a raw project, he checks every box physically and athletically. He, he only played five games in his last year at Old Dominion and only caught 12 of his 28 targets. But in 2021, he showed tremendous upside as a receiver. 73 catches on 112 targets, 692 yards and five touchdowns. He plays more like a big receiver than a tight end. Um, which is wild his size that he can run routes the way he can. I literally uh,
0: have that exact sentence written in my scouting report plays more like a big wide receiver than a tight end,
1: like a Vincent Jackson. <laughs> like, it's, it's very, it's very weird. And that's just, you know, that's just two people that have been doing these pods together for far too long that we're sharing brains and scouting reports at this point, me and Shane. <laughs> um, but he he runs really good routes great hand eye great body control again i keep saying for his size but it feels like relevant that with each of these points that i have to say this man's 6'7 255 like it's just it's unbelievable what what he can do at his size he had he old dominion also used him a lot of different ways the y yf in the slot out wide he's not going to make you miss but he will run you over um, he plays too high as a blocker, but he also has reps where he destroys people as a blocker because no matter what, he's bigger than you um, when he when he's blocking you. But obviously him playing high is something that he's going to have to fix as a blocker. And at his size, you're going to want to use him as a blocker and you're going to want to use him as a battering ram. This is a guy who went to Old Dominion. like He transferred from Penn State, but I think you get him into an NFL system that, you know, teaching him blocking on a daily basis and saying, if you can block, you're going to be elite in this league. Basically. I think that this is the exact guy I would want to take a a risk on in the third round.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with, I mean, everything you said there, and especially it's encouraging to me that old dominion moved him around so much. Like he took snaps in line. They didn't just use him in the slot. He even took snaps out wide, which is something like the Chiefs like to do with Travis Kelsey, they like to go three by one and have Travis Kelsey isolated as the one receiver to the boundary. That's stuff you can do with Zach Kuntz. Uh, and he is such a good route runner. I feel like he threatens defenders with his speed and he's able to snap those routes off underneath. He's really good at finding the soft spots in zone. And I thought he was really good at improvising in like scramble drill situations. He's always working back to the ball, working downfield, whatever. He, he never stops moving till a play's over. Um, I think similar to Kincaid, you're going to want to use him as an F tight end. I feel better about putting him in line than Kincaid, but I still think you mostly want to flex him out. Uh, but I love Zach Koontz. I love relative athletic scores. And if you're a 10.0, you're going to be on my list. All right, Dives, you left him off. Do you get any disrespect you want to heap on Zach Koontz here? or
2: no, he's, he's still a day three guy for me, but I just want to throw this out there. Months before the combine, I did a video on my top sleepers, day three sleepers uh, in the draft, and Zach Koontz was on that video where I raved that he is going to blow up the scouting combine. Go check that out. I'm just going to pat myself on the back there because, wow, what a performance.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to your number four, then, dives. He's also my number four. He's number six uh, for Mark. It is Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. I'll let you lead us off on him.
2: Oh, man, just a guy who plays a very physical brand of football. Uh, a knee injury kept him off the field for most of 2022. Um, you know, if he played a healthy 2022, he'd probably be a top 50 pick. Uh, a phenomenal athlete, 4'5", 140-yard dash. Uh, a Feldman freak, 36 and half inch vertical, explosive and flexible, as a route runner, a speed threat against defensive backs in space, uh, extremely natural contortionist with the ball in the air, uh, will snatch it in the air as well. Got really good hands. I think he's going to be a really good receiving tight end in the NFL. Uh, he's also versatile. He should be the kind of the the type of tight end that you can play in the slot, play in line, and feel really good about it. Uh, let's get to the concerns. Uh, you've got the you've got COVID. You've got the injury, and you've got the inconsistency of Oregon State's offense just in the last few years. Um, His lack of snaps and experience are definitely a little more than a little concerning. His best season as a receiver was just 304 yards, uh, which was the only season he played more than 350 snaps. He needs to work uh, and improve as a blocker. He tends to get too high in his blocks. Uh, and he can get uh, overpowered really quickly. I've I've still got a round two grade on this guy, uh, but uh, just add this guy to a long list of amazing tight ends that project uh, with incredible upside in the NFL. I love Luke Musgrave.
0: Yeah, I've got a round three grade on Musgrave, so I'm close to where you are on him. Uh, He's a three-star prospect coming out of high school where he had a background in what sport? Actually, not basketball. Uh, if you're playing along <laughs> like at home here, them. you would have missed. He was a slalom skier, a competitive slalom oh, yeah. skier. Uh, he was also a lacrosse player no. and a track standout. So I had to knock him down a, a grade a, dra- or a round grade just because he wasn't a basketball player. But no, I, I'm totally kidding on that part. But uh, his uncle, Bill Musgrave, was an NFL quarterback and is currently a Cleveland Browns offensive assistant. Yeah. So Luke Musgrave to Cleveland. Keep your eyes open. Uh, He's got a 9.95 relative (laughs) athletic score. Um, I think where he wins is when he can run away from linebackers, like running up the seam, running those deep over routes, uh, settling into soft spots and zones. That's where he's good. He's not good against man coverage. He doesn't snap his routes off very well. And so he struggles to separate against man coverage. Um, and he he's fast, like he was 88th percentile with the 40 with a four, six, one, but I would say that he has to, he has build-up speed. He doesn't, he can't just like turn it on and off. He's got to stride that speed. That's why he's good up the seam and on those over routes. He's not like a explosive mover, although he does have a quick, uh, a big top speed. Um, and then you mentioned it dives, but he only started 13 games in college. So he's going to be very raw. Um, I have him. I have a scheme fit as a Y tight end in, an inline tight end in, and a vertical scheme. You want to let this guy run down the field. Uh, you probably want to use him in line. He needs to work on blocking. Like he, he doesn't displace guys. He can sort of seal defenders off, but he doesn't displace them. And you want, you want to see him work on that. But uh, that's why I've got him at the top of the
1: third round. I, uh, I also, I have the mark third round too. Yeah. Okay. Like, so. I I probably have him right around where Shane has him. I have him in the third round. I have, Koontz in the third round as well. And then my number five guy I have right in that same range. Um, but it's just a lot of questions with Musgrave because of the lack of film we have on him. He's, he just hasn't played a lot of football. What you see is, is really impressive. I mean, he's really fast. I think Shane nailed uh, what, I, what kind of my concern with him was, which was he's fast, not quick. Like, I, I don't think he gets in and out of breaks well. Um, I don't think he's very twitchy. Um, which is funny to say about a what 995 relative athletic score, Shane. It's funny to say that about a it. such a great athlete, but um I think he's like kind of gazelle fast and not twitchy Tyreek Hill fast. Not that you're looking for Tyreek Hill out of Luke Musgrave, but I'm saying that it, I think you made a great point in saying that he's he, he kind of it it's a vertical speed, not necessarily uh intermediate. So Um, I think that there's a lot to like. It's going to depend on how he is as a blocker at the next level. That's kind of going to be his make or break if I had to guess. Um, But, yeah, I have him number six. He's definitely a guy I'd be interested in taking a shot at in the third round. Definitely high upside due to the kind of the the lack of tape we have on him. Maybe he can improve upon what we've seen that we like.
0: We're going to jump into our number five guys now. Uh, For me, it is Tucker Craft. For Mark and Dibes, it is Sam Laporta. So let's start with Tucker craft tight end out of South Dakota state. Uh, He entered the 2022 season with a lot of hype after a 65 reception, 780 yards, six touchdown campaign in 2021. Uh, However, unfortunately he suffered an ankle injury that caused him to miss five games. So he doesn't have the best stats for 2022. He ended up with 27 receptions, 348 yards and three touchdowns in the nine games that he played. Uh, he is 6'5", 254 pounds. He's about 22 and a half years old, uh, and he ran a four six nine forty. Overall had a 9.58 relative athletic score. When you watch Tucker Craft, I think uh, he, he's a better blocker in space than he is in line. He, he's really good at targeting guys out on the move in space, but that's not to say he's a bad blocker in line. He's just better if you can get him out on the move. Uh, he's got great size and mass, and... He's a really good athlete for his size. I mean, I mentioned the relative athletic score, 9.58. It's really good. And uh, he does a really good job with body control at the catch point. He's really good at contorting his body around, using his body to block guys out uh, at, at the catch point. However, he's not a very good route runner. He's very underdeveloped in that area. He's got some drop tendencies. He's not necessarily the most natural pass catcher either. And so when I watch him, I just see a guy that's very raw as a player. I mean, he went to a, a non-D1 school, so to Dallas Goddard. So that's not the end of the world. But he could use refinement in a lot of areas of his game. But I do think he projects well to the next level. Like I think he's a versatile guy. You can use him in line. You could use him in the slot. I like Tucker Craft. I've got him in that third round range. Uh, he is my number five overall tight end. Uh, he is number six for Dives and number seven for Mark. So Dives, I'll throw it to you first here. Uh, what do you like about Tucker
2: Craft? I kind of look at him as a Dallas Goddard clone. Um, I think he has that kind of upside. I think he's a well-rounded tight end uh, with real upside in the passing game. Skill set to handle inline blocking duties when called upon. Uh, I think that's an area that uh, he needs to improve upon, of course. But uh, I got this guy as a target for teams early on day two. Uh, I think, you know, he's kind of just solid in all facets. I I like him a lot. All right,
0: Mark, anything that you want to add to that on Tucker Craft?
2: Yeah, I feel like if he would have
1: had his 2021 season in 2022, we'd probably be talking about a top four. That includes Tucker Craft. He had a weird weird little regression in in his last year in 2022 there statistically, and even just snap count-wise. It seems like they were playing him less, and I know he played less games, but even percentage speaking, his PFF grade dropped a little bit as well uh, by six or seven points Um, The only thing that really improved last year was kind of his his yards per catch. He he took it a little bit further and his average depth of target was a little bit better, but uh, it's just a little bit weird that he kind of didn't build off of that year as a sophomore. Um, uh, If I would have seen another year, like he had as a sophomore, as a junior, I think he's probably number four on my list. All
0: right. Well, let's go to the guy who is number five on your list. He's number five on dives list. Number six on mine, it is Sam Laporta at Tight end out of Iowa dives. I'll let you lead us off here for this one.
2: All right. Uh, this is a dude who ran the third fastest time of any tight end at the combine, four, five, nine seconds. Uh, I think this guy is going to be just a terrific middle of the field producer in the NFL uh from day one. Dangerous threat as a receiver. Um, You look at this guy. He had a record setting, some record setting production in an offense that was not really good uh, in the pass game last year. Uh, Despite all of that, he ranked third among all tight ends in yards after the catch in 2022. He led all tight ends in broken tackles with 20 and that number ranks fifth among all tight ends over the last decade. This guy is a really good route runner. He does a great job breaking uh, with suddenness I think. You look at uh laporta and like his how he did as a receiver 37.5 percent of Laporta's receptions last year were contested that's only three tight ends had a lower rate than that uh which is a really which is a really strong testament just how uh good he is uh with his separation ability uh blocking Mm -hmm. wise i think he fits in uh that average above average range uh compared to his peers uh at this position uh, bigger defenders can absolutely overpower him rather easily. But Sam Laporta, I think has considerable upside and I've got a day two uh, grade on this dude. All
1: right,
0: Mark, uh, what do you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, this
1: is a kid. I, I, I've kind of been falling in love with Koontz and Laporta and, and raising them slowly up my boards. Um, you know, I said you could squint and you could see George Kittle with Darnell Washington You can squint and see George Kittle here with Sam Laporta, and you don't have to squint too hard because he's wearing the same jersey Kittle wore at Iowa. Iowa seems to produce these tight ends and offensive linemen just about as good as anybody else. And this is a situation where – Sam Laporta was the entire offense at Iowa over the last two years. He had 18 more catches in 2021 than anyone else. He had 24 more catches in 2022 than anyone else. Uh, Electric after the catch. He had 30 broken tackles over the last two years. Everything I just said kind of profiles as as pretty George Kittle-esque. And Obviously, if he was George Kittle, I'd have him a little bit higher up the board, but you just didn't see that production. You didn't see that production from George Kittle in college either, though, and I think that there's an argument to be made that Sam laporta has been been held back at that at that school. And we could see a huge jump once we get that athlete into an NFL system where they say, oh, maybe we want to run an offense that isn't based out of the 1970s. That, that, could, that could happen.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's insane. Like, he had nearly double the production of the number two target over the last two years for Iowa. Um, he's got really good rack ability. He's got 30 broken tackles on 111 catches in the last two years. So he's good with the ball in his hands. Um, I think he's got, when you talk about blocking, I feel like he's got good technique in his blocking assignments, but he doesn't, he struggles to sustain those blocks. And a lot of it is just limitations of his functional strength. I mean, he is 23rd percentile height, 17th percentile weight. He's never going to be like a big people mover but he he can be adequate in that role. Iowa used him in line and in the slot, so I think he's got a versatile fit uh, to the next level. I like Sam Laporta, 9.27 relative athletic score. Uh, as long as you're in the nines, that's always good. But you know what my favorite thing about Sam Laporta is? He played wow. basketball in high school. <laughs> so he gets I'd my stamp of approval. In Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, The only person who we don't have the number seven for is Dives. So Dives, why don't you tell us about your number seven?
2: Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. uh, uh, Arguably the tight end that helped himself the most during Senior Bowl week. uh, For what it's worth, (laughs) he was voted tight end practice player of the week uh, among his peers. That's how dominant he was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Six foot six, uh, 260 pounds, could really move. Uh, one of the knocks on this guy coming into the senior bowl was his inability to to be a sufficient blocker at the next level, dude. Like he added weight at the senior bowl and he took care of business, man. He passed with flying colors as a blocker uh, was a lead in that area. He made Andre Carter look silly on several occasions, which a lot, let's be honest, a, a lot of, a lot of defensive, a lot of offensive linemen also made him look silly, but Um, I think Wiley checks off a lot of boxes as a future tight end, too, in the NFL. He can do a little bit of everything. You can line him up in line. He can go up and play above the rim in the red zone. You can use him in running situations. Uh, This has been one of the biggest risers of the draft process. Uh, And I I view Josh Wiley as a legitimate depth piece uh, with some sneaky upside at the next level. I've got around three through four grade on Josh Wiley.
0: All right, that is number seven. Let's hop into our number eights. Uh, I'll go first. I'll give you a chance to catch your breath. I have Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan as my tight end eight. Uh, he was a three star recruit coming out of high school. He played quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, and cornerback in high school. So, man of many talents. He is 6'5, 251 pounds. Uh, he has third percentile hands, which is kind of crazy. It's like 66 percentile height, third percentile hands. So small hands, but uh, and he's an older prospect at over about 24 and a half. Uh, he ran a four-six-three He's got a nine point seven, six relative athletic score. So I, when I get when I get to day three, I'm just looking for athletic guys. Um, in 2022, he had 35 receptions for four hundred eighteen yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he's a very good blocker. He's got really good hand placement and grip strength that allows him to seal the edges against linebackers or defensive ends. Uh, when he's running routes, like he fights through contact. He fights through the trash at the line of scrimmage on his releases, and he can has the speed to threaten the seam vertically. And I think he really excels at finding soft spots in zone coverage. But he, he struggles to separate against man coverage. He doesn't do that very well. He doesn't get yards after the catch. What what you get, what you see is what you're gonna get. Uh, 2022 was also the only season in his career that he had over 200 yards receiving. He was never a focal point of a passing attack at Michigan. So it's a lot of projection here. I've got a you know I've got a day three grade on him. I think he is an inline tight end, a wide tight end, and a run heavy offense. He's gonna make you proud as a blocker. He might make an explosive play every once in a while with his speed, but you know overall. He's probably got tight end to upside. So did, uh, did you watch? Did you watch Schoonmaker?
2: Yeah, he, he's on my my top ten, but he's not on my top eight. Um, he we got a lot of comments about Schoonmaker. People really like his upside. Uh, they're really all in on this guy. Um, I'm just gonna just add on to that res score nine point seven five out of ten. That ranked twenty six out of over a thousand tight ends between nineteen eighty seven and two thousand and twenty three just legitimate six foot six uh, uh, size, great wingspan, seven hundred and eighty seven blocking snaps, two hundred and twenty five career special team snaps. He's gonna be able to get on the field from day one due to his uh, ability ability to play special teams. Uh, you you touched on the production. there's not a lot of it. The good news is he's only got three drops on all targets per pro football focus so uh this is also a guy that's a big time leader uh inside that locker room um so yeah luke schoonmaker has uh some just like josh wiley some interesting upside for sure
0: all right well let's get to your number eight it is Payne durham talk
2: to me about him Payne durham man it's uh, a
0: great first name for a tight end
2: Not a lot of people know about Payne Durham, but just like Josh Wiley is a guy that really dominated at the Senior Bowl, had some like incredibly, incredible highlight reel catches. If the Senior Bowl was as popular as the NFL scouting combine, uh, you know, with Darnell Washington making one-handed grabs, people would be talking about Payne Durham because the dude was making crazy contested catches. Uh, He's consistent, very savvy uh, in his route running. Uh, I thought this is again one of the biggest high risers of the draft. Uh, if you look at this guy; he can block, he can line up as full uh, as a fullback, he can uh, be a solid receiving threat. He does not have elite athleticism. He ran a 487 40 yard dash at the combine, but that didn't surprise anybody. He's never he was never going to be some hybrid tight end wide receiver guy at the next level. Uh, this is a he's more muscle than flash. Uh, he dominates in short route scenarios. He's quick off the line of scrimmage, though. Uh, this is a guy that can outmuscle defenders on tight window throws. Um, I think he's going to have to start his career as like being a reliable edge blocker in the NFL. Uh, but I think he can definitely grow into being like a third and short, uh, third down target, red zone target uh, at the next level. If you're looking for an underrated tight end two prospect on day three, I think, Payne Durham's your guy, man. Uh, This is definitely one to watch out for.
0: All right. That is going to wrap up our tight end ranking show here. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I don't know that the Eagles are going to look to a tight end early, especially with the addition last offseason of Grant Calcaterra, but you never know, and they are a team that loves their 12 personnel, and there's a lot of guys on this list that would be really good for that. I've, I've said on Twitter that that's a bigger need than people realize because. When Dallas Goddard was injured, I think it was five games last year. Uh, Eagles tight ends averaged 2.2 yard, or catches per game for 23 yards while he was gone. So, uh, it is an underrated need. Uh, there's some names to be aware of. So that's gonna wrap it up here for our tight end ranking show. If you guys enjoy this sort of content, please like, rate, review wherever you listen to your podcast. Click that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, we've got the graphics on YouTube here, so. Uh, if you're only listening to the audio version, you're missing some just wonderfully fantastic graphics that I made in PowerPoint. <laughs> Let, let's not oversell the graphics. People are going to be disappointed. But uh, you guys check those out. We will be back next week. This is our only draft show for this week. But we'll be back next week breaking down another position group. We're going to get through every position group before the draft. I think, let's see, we, have, we still have left interior defensive line. Um, we still have... Linebackers and wide receivers, I think, are the three groups we have left. So we'll get through all of those and then it'll all culminate in a my guys draft where we go through and talk about the guys we're most uh, more high on it over consensus right before draft week. So you guys keep it tuned here to BGN Radio. Like, rate, review. Until next time, go birds.